Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell at the hands of the robbers? The expert replied, the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus told him, go and do likewise. This is episode 38, the parable of the Good Samaritan. Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Jesus was talking to a lawyer one day, and the lawyer was kind of challenging him. He was saying, um, Jesus, uh, I, I know all the commandments of, of how, to, how to live well. Uh, love your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said, um, yeah, you should do those things. And um, then the lawyer basically said, well, who is my neighbor? And Jesus uh, replied, not with a direct answer, but with a story um, that really answered the heart of, of the lawyer's question. And he said, hey, one day there was a man who was on his way from Jerusalem to Jericho. And he, he got raided by robbers. They, they took everything he had. They beat him um, and they stole all the stuff and left him for dead. Um, the guy was laying there um, half dead. And here comes a priest walking down the road, leaving Jerusalem, heading to Jericho. And uh, he comes by, he sees the man and he, he moves away from him, uh, keeps going on his journey. The next thing was that there was a Levite uh, who was coming uh, from Jerusalem to Jericho, and uh, and he saw the man too and thought to himself, well, somebody else can help him, and he kept going. Uh, then there was another man, the last one, um, a Samaritan, somebody who wasn't really very high on the social hierarchy of the day, and he came walking down, and he saw the man. He had compassion on him. He didn't leave the road uh, to, to go away from him. He actually went out of his way to help the guy. Um, and he put him up, he picked him up, put him on his own donkey, took him to an inn, made sure that he was bandaged and fed and cared for. And uh, when it was time for the Samaritan to keep, keep going on his journey, he actually prepaid the medical costs and the care costs for this guy to get well. Um, and then he went on his way. And said, hey, if it costs any more than this, I'll pay it on my way back. Take care of him. Um, and he went on his way. And that was the story Jesus told. And he kind of answered the lawyer at the end and said, um, which of these men was the good neighbor? Uh, and the lawyer said, it was that one who, uh, who took care of the guy. It was him. And he was kind of ashamed. And, and that's, that's the parable of the Good Samaritan. At least that's my Andrew. take on it. <laughs> that's good. It sounded great to me. I don't think you missed anything. Thanks, um, man. But how how are you? Like for us, well, for you listening, it's only yes. been a week. For us, it's been a few weeks. It's uh, been since a few we've weeks. Actually, gotten together to record. Dude, because yeah. I don't I don't know why exactly. Why has it been a few weeks? <laughs> well, there's been like I mean nothing going on. Just a busy schedule. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, a lot. Well, your of big wife things. had a parasite. Right. 
She got yeah, rid of it. That's right. Oh gosh, don't say that. Well, she pushed no. it out. She didn't get rid of it. She kept yeah. it. She wants to hold yeah. on to the parasite. So we <laughs> we welcomed uh, an amazing little girl to the world last Tuesday. So what? we became a family of four uh, last week. So and that did happen early in the morning on the day we normally record. Uh, so we just went ahead and pushed pause <laughs> for a week. And here I am. Andrew um, Andrew did try yeah. to record to give him credit, but his wife was like, absolutely not. <laughs> and he's like, honey, I have to. The people need the episode. The people uh, and need she it. was putting, yeah, she was putting it's a kibosh so to that important. Oh, man. <laughs> no, but we're doing good, man. Uh, Jana is recovering well. Uh, our little girl um, is just like doing great. She, I mean, she's a newborn, but she's sleeping really well for being a, a little baby. Um, she's really like peaceful. Like she's cool. If you, if she's awake or not, if you just set her down, she's like truly a peaceful little nice. baby. Who's just like, yeah, I'm cool with like being set down here. I'm cool with chilling. Nice. I'm cool with the dog. Well, she's me. like, Whatever. I see my sister. I yeah. see how she is. Yeah. I'll be the easy one. <laughs> exactly, dude. I feel like God is answering like some serious prayers <laughs> through awesome. her temperament. So, no, we're doing good. I am. I'm off work for another. I, I don't know through like next Wednesday, so another five or so days, and uh, and I'm enjoying that as much as possible. But, dude, paternity leave with a amazing and uh and busy two-year-old is very different than paternity leave with only one maybe uh around so yeah man getting used to it you're probably yeah you're probably on two-year-old duty majority totally totally dude and on top of that we got a blizzard a couple days ago where we got 30 inches of snow in like a day like a lot of wet snow too like it was heavy wet like just today this was like three days ago just today i went out and freed our mailbox and i only freed it enough so that the mailman could stop on the road get Uh out and walk down a path to the mailbox that's still like waist tight with snow on both sides of the path it's insane so yeah we had a i saw the picture you posted you or your wife posted on Instagram of your dog sitting on like two feet of snow. Just yeah. There. Yeah. Just hanging out on top. That's awesome. Yeah. How you doing, man? What's going on? Have you had a blizzard or a baby in the last week or so? Um, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> I'd have to check my journal. <laughs> I don't a, think we've had any babies recently. How often do I write in the journal? I don't write that often in my journal. Uh, only when things are hard and life's good right now. Um, no, nothing crazy is new over here. Um, trying to think if there's anything new in the last two weeks. Nope. No, everything's the same. I did start a discipleship group. Uh, we're learning how to make disciples that make disciples. Uh, and that's going really well. Nice. We meet Thursday nights and had a great conversation last night. Yeah. Um, we're, this is a Friday that we're recording this. Um, but yeah, other than that. No, life's just kind of normal. Uh, we're just kind of going through it, but nothing Sweet. else to report. Tight. Good, man. Well, it's Ooh. good to be with you, and uh, thanks for making this happen. I know my schedule has been crazy, um, with good reason, but it's been crazy. So thanks for uh, being willing to move this around a couple times. No, you're good. You are good. And thanks for those lit listen. Uh, we do really appreciate it. Um, yeah. You take the time and listen, and we appreciate it too when you reach out to us. I had a couple people reach out this last week that found me on Instagram, and um, 
you know, it was nice to, uh, nice to know the impact that we made. So absolutely. We do appreciate. Yeah. Um, dude, but yeah, I'm... so we're talking good Samaritan. Yeah. I was just going to say, this is our, I think, third episode in the parables. And today the this parables. is the parables. This is the good Samaritan, which is awesome. Um, why Probably are we doing the parables, most Josh? famous, you think? It's, dude, it's got to be up there. It's got to be up there. It's, yeah. Like, that's the story that everybody knows? I, I think it's probably the one I've heard, like, taught on the most in, in the church. I think, yeah, I think it's probably This and, one. like, the prodigal son that we covered yeah. last week mm-hmm. um, are mm-hmm. probably the two biggest parables that Jesus taught. They're heavy hitters. Um, probably because we just don't do either of them well. <laughs> Maybe that's why they're taught on so much. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but it's we're, like no, no. We're no I said help each other, cause... help each other. <laughs> I'm gonna teach it again. Yeah, help each like, other. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Hey, remember when I told you the neighbor is everybody and not just you know <laughs> the ones you like? Exactly. Um, yeah, but you know we're we're working through parables because well these are these are the stories that Jesus taught. Um, they're important enough for Jesus to share, and um, because we think he shared them, we should share them and one dig into them to learn ourselves. Um, not just learn from the perspective of more knowledge, information transfer, but learn from the perspective of just deeper relationship with Jesus and to understand who Jesus is Mm -hmm. better and um, how we fit into that picture. And then also the life that he's called us uh, to live. So just digging into those parables is, is there's a lot of them. Um, We're going to try to hit, I don't know, somewhere in like the twenties probably Mm -hmm. um, before let's be honest, we get bored with the idea and move on to the next one. <laughs> Not that Jesus is boring or his stories are boring. Uh, we just have short attention spans right. and we'll probably find the next, you know, category of things to tackle. But yeah. So, you know, first week, if you missed it, um, I don't remember. It'd been episode 36, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're going back and listen to it, it'd been called the sower. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then last week we covered the lost and this week the good Samaritan. That's right. Um, and thank you, Andrew, for your retelling of our story. Yes. Uh, as we kind of dig through really the, the key highlights. So yeah. let's kind of summarize those highlights again of there's a dude got beat up. He's on a street mm-hmm. co- or he's on you know the side of a street. And we could picture this, right? Yeah. Like dirt road, probably mm-hmm. like um, probably not that flat. It's probably no, like no, more it's a big hill. Ditches. It's like like Jericho is down, like kind of down a mountain from Jerusalem. I read that. So it's like down, like winding, mountainous, rough road. Yeah. I'm trying to remember Jer- or Jericho. I went to Israel back in like 2007, 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to remember Jericho was. And apparently this yeah, road, I've never been there. Uh, so you, you have that on me. I've only read about it. It could be all wrong. But they said that this road was nicknamed the Road of Blood. Um, because it was oh, like, it was a rough road where you could get hurt easily. And there were a lot of places for robbers to hide out. And like, so this was a As pretty, they did in the story. Yeah. So it was like a realistic, like people could put themselves in the shoes of like, yeah. Oh yeah. Going to Jericho is dangerous. Yeah. That's good. Um, I don't know if it, it's all paved roads now, so <laughs> we drove yeah. in a bus. <laughs> right. No robbers that you were uh, though, worried about. Though going into Bethlehem. Uh, you know, Israeli security to get on our bus with their, you know, M4s and, you wow. know, look everybody up and down as we walked, you know, or as we uh, drove into to Bethlehem. But Dang. yeah, it's a crazy, crazy, crazy world there, mm-hmm. there in Israel. Um, 
But yeah, so dude gets beat up. And there's an empathy piece too, I think, that Jesus was trying to get at and probably why he shared this story on this bloody road um, to put people in the story as the Samaritan. Um, and then three people, or sorry, as the, the guy that got robbed, uh, three people come along, a priest, a Levite, and a... It's a bad joke. Priest to Levite and Samaritan. Yeah, that's right. Um, and, you know, two of them ignore him. One uh, takes compassion and um, takes care of this guy, um, gets him back on his feet. Um, and then Jesus asks the famous question, um, which of these, you know, back to the lawyer, um, which of these did, um, did, which of these showed the compassion, which of these were right? Um Jesus answered that. I just realized I'm not looking at the same verses. I was looking up something um, about some Samaritans in general. So I was looking, I was reading the Samaritan woman at the well. Story. Josh is just over here reading the Book of Mormon. Uh, I am. Just the, and, like, Dude, this uh, the is Quran. very different. I'm just reading both. Um, <laughs> well, I was looking for exactly what Jesus said when I was saying that to quote him. Uh, and I was like, where the heck is it? I don't see it anywhere. Uh, and then I realized, oh, I'm still in. I'm still in John 4. Um, that's awesome. That's fine. I got there. Uh, but yeah, so that's kind of the, the gist of the story. And, you know, I think background's definitely helpful on the story. Yes. Um, and maybe you can jump in here, Andrew, of just, um, you know, how did how the Jews feel about Samaritans in general? Yeah. Um, yeah. So and, like, and all that. well, and I'm not like any expert on this, but there's a lot of great resources out there around parables. Um, so I'm, it's been really nice to look things up and read into it. But if you think about it back in the day, like the kind of Jewish, like social, social structure, like priests would have been kind of at the top, like they're like most respected. Then you have Levites as kind of the second rank because the tribe of Levi, Levi was the priest class. They were the ones who like didn't farm um, and, and just tended to the temples and they were respected. They were teachers, um, but some of them were actually priests. So that's why priests are number one. Then you have Levites. Then you have kind of like your general, just the rest of the Jewish population. Um, after that, you have people like the tax collectors, outcasts and sinners, like tax collectors, prostitutes, um, and people lab- labeled like sinners in general that Jesus liked to Jews. hang out with. And uh, yeah, Jews, but yeah, yeah, Jews but like kind of on the outskirts of Jewish of culture, community. for sure. And then you have the Samaritans who are like kind of the next, like the furthest out type of Jew. They're like the lowest class of society in the day. Um, which makes it a cool paradox that Jesus made it the good Samaritan because they were like the lowest Jews on the totem pole uh, well, in the culture. Yeah, they're they're half breeds. Um, oh, that's what it is. They're not. So they're half. Yeah, they're okay. half Jewish. Um, and Got that's it. why the Jews were not a fan. Then there's a there's a long history of hundreds of years of why Jews and Samaritans hate each other. But yeah, hate is the proper term wow. to be used. Okay, um, in describing their their relationship. Yeah. And then like the last kind of level of Jewish social culture was like Gentiles. So people like you and me who aren't Jewish in blood or religion at all, um, who would be kind of like the lowest of the day rank. Um, you can say the Americans, you can say Europeans, whatever, but, but people who are non Jews who, uh, were certainly like 
on the outside of the bubble, you know? So that's hopefully helpful is like, you know, the cool thing about the story is Jesus intentionally picks the most respected, second most respected, and then like really the people, like you said, who are hated in Jewish culture. And he kind of has those three people represent um, in this in this parable. That's good. Um, so if we put ourselves not in the story, but as a listener of the story, maybe yeah. someone standing next to Jesus as, as he's telling this, and he's having this conversation with the the um, um, the law professor, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a story that I think easily relates to those that are listening. You know, like we said, the the blood road. Like they're like, oh yeah, not mm-hmm. a road you want to go down. Mm-hmm. It's probably the dude's fault. Let's be honest. Yeah. They got beat up. He shouldn't have been on that road in the first place. Shouldn't have been there. Um, let's blame him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you got the um, the priest and the Levites. Um, you know, Levites responsible for taking care of the temple. It's also a group of um, one of the the tribes of Israel um, walking down the, the road. And, you know, the argument can be made, and I know I'm going to make this argument uh, for the sake of setting Andrew up for his next thing. Uh, <laughs> but the argument can be made like, well, this dude is, is all beat up. Like, this is a Levite. He's, mm-hmm. he's kind of above the rest of us. He can't come down to lower, um, you know, um, uh, and touch you know, unclean people and those mm-hmm. types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's an argument there for the, you know the Jewish person just sitting there listening, saying, "Oh, like, of course the Levi couldn't stop. Like he's got more important things to do. He can't lower himself and mm-hmm. and touch an unclean person now that he's been beat up and thrown on the side of the road." Um, and then you have the Samaritan, who probably just even the term when you said Samaritan, they're probably like, mm. "There's probably like." anger already brewing up like there's just hatred and resentment that they have just the just supporter. at the idea <laughs> the anti-masker yeah, like the anti-vaxxer yeah. the they're like how dare you yeah how uh, dare you i don't even know you don't even mm-hmm. care to know you but i hate mm-hmm. you already um right like so there's that piece of like um and they're listening to the story and i would assume that you know as they're listening to it they're like well, I give I give the priest and the Levite like I get it. That's why they went on. Yeah. And then the Samaritan comes along. They're probably not thinking he's going to be the hero of the story. No, no. They're probably thinking he's going to probably spit on him. Yeah. He's probably going to do something inappropriate, something yeah. wrong. And then you know the shift happens, and Jesus you know starts this you know. Um, oh, sorry, I need to go back to the right verses. I keep looking at at John four. This is not helpful. Well, before I jump uh, in with that. Uh, <laughs> If you want to follow along, and we forgot to mention this, we don't read the exact verses because we really want you, the listener, to go and read them and pray about them and spend time in them and interpret it and let us know your thoughts on it. But we're this is mainly out of Luke in, 10. Um, Luke 10 verses 30 through 37 is where you can find a great uh, reading of the Good Samaritan for sure. Yeah. 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 And I'll say this to you, like we don't read scripture uh, for more information and knowledge, um, we yeah. read it in relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the spiritual da- discipline of reading um, God's word and, and prayer 
um, isn't just so we look good as Christians or that's what good Christians do. It's to foster relationship with Jesus. Um, and that's why we do these things. So that's why we don't read them is we want you to foster a relationship with Jesus. We want you to spend time with him um, reading his word and, and spending time in prayer and having conversation um, with Jesus. And we don't need to be a part of that equation. <laughs> that's really it. Yeah. Uh, and we feel like if we were just read it to you, um, you would think you've done your part and you don't have to go back and read it because you got the information you needed. And it's not right. about information. It's about relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so right. be sure to spend some time with Jesus as you do this. That's right. Um, but we get to the Samaritan, Mm -hmm. uh, and Jesus, you know, diving into the story, uh, and they hear the Samaritan. So Jesus is saying, but a Samaritan, as he traveled, came up Mm -hmm. to the man and all the Israel, Israel or Jews sitting around or Israelites sitting around were probably like, Oh, he's probably going to do something bad. Like he's probably going to be a scumbag. Like we know he's a scumbag (laughs) or he's probably going to finish him off and steal the last, you know, his shoes off his feet. Um, and Jesus makes that, that last switch. And I'm not. I'm not throwing the Jews under the bus here. Uh, let's be honest. We'd be in the same boat as well. Right. Like, that's the point of the story. Right. Um, <laughs> us listening would have the same opinions, and that's what Jesus is trying to fix. Don't right? get on your this high horse okay. too quickly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you're, you, you're, you're right there with them. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, there's people that you hate for whatever reason, mm-hmm. uh, and it, we don't even get into the race argument. It could be hate because yeah. they're affiliated with this group or they're this, t- like, yeah. We'll just remove race totally. you know, completely. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jesus gets to this this line, and I think this is when everyone kind of perks up, and they're just like, wait, what? Um, but he says, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. Mm-hmm. Which they're probably like, whatever. Like, Samaritans don't do that. And then he really kind of laid out what pity looked like. Yeah. And not pity like, oh, poor you. Good luck, buddy. We'll see yeah. you next week. Yeah. Um, but it was, oh, poor you. Let me get into the mess of your life and help. Yeah. Uh, so he went to him. He bandaged him. He poured oils and wine on him mm-hmm. because that was the thing to do. Uh, we still do it, I guess. Mm-hmm. You got your, you know, um, essential oil people that probably do the same things. <laughs> throw some peppermint That's oil right. on it or something and exactly. call them good. Um, I don't get essential oils. They make no sense to me. Uh, I had a headache once. Someone tried to help me out with that headache. Uh, gave me some peppermint oil to rub on my neck. <laughs> Uh, I forgot about my headache because my neck was on fire. So I guess it works. Um, <laughs> that way, but uh, it worked. Not, it uh, worked great. Not, not what I was looking for. <laughs> I think it was hot enough to the point where I was like, I'm wiping this off. Like, this is ridiculous. That's funny. Um, but he, you know, he goes into the story of how exactly he took care of him. And it wasn't just, hey, let me take care of you in this need. It was, let me get you back on your feet and sacrificed for you. Like it was true love. Like the dude Mm -hmm. sacrificed for someone that he never met before. And not only that, they not met before, but they were essentially already deemed enemies um, before because of societal, you know, and the culture Mm -hmm. um, norms. But yeah, um, I think there's a lot we can pull from it. Yeah. And okay. The thing you were setting me up for. So the priest and Levite, everybody was like, oh yeah, they can't, they can't touch this guy because they probably assumed the guy was dead. And in, in Jewish culture, like if, uh, if you touch a dead body, you're considered unclean. Uh, so they wouldn't have been able to enter the temple either that day or that week. Um, they would have had to do kind of like a ritual to be considered clean again. So everybody listening would be like, oh yeah, priest, Levite, like they couldn't do their duty in the temple. They couldn't serve God because if they touched a dead body, they'd be unclean and they couldn't go in the temple. But the cool little thing Jesus did there is 
He said he made it clear they were leaving Jerusalem and they were headed to Jericho. There was no temple in Jericho. Like they they would serve in Jerusalem. So these people were were guys who essentially had already done their duty in the temple and they were going to Jericho for whatever reason. Um, but they weren't just going for like an afternoon. They were going to spend some time there. Um, so he, Jesus called out subtly, uh, but in a way that people listening would have understood like the hypocrisy of these people saying, Oh, I don't want to be unclean. I can't, I can't touch a dead body. I can't check to see if the guy is alive. Um, instead of just walking over him, they left the road they were on hiked on the rough terrain around him and then got back to the road and kept going. So they like, yeah, in the name of God, we can't help this dying man or maybe dead man, but we're going to assume he's dead and we're going to call ourselves holy by not helping him. Um, so he was calling out, calling out the people at the top of the culture uh, in that moment and in the parable. And I like that because yep. I love that about Jesus that he just like, fearlessly uh, went at people that uh, were on their high horse, you know? Um, not that all yeah. of them were bad um, by any means. There's good stories of, of, of priests in the Bible. Um, there's all kinds of stuff that they're people. Some are bad, some are good. But he was calling out the hypocrisy of them kind of using the law to their advantage and not actually yeah. changing their heart in how they love people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which like, sure. let's be honest, us as Christians still to do today. Yeah. You know, we don't hang out with certain people because, you know, it goes against scripture and I can't show support, um, by being in a relationship with that person. Right. Um, like, you know, those types of things constantly happen. Um, you know, the, the interesting thing, like why Jesus told this parable, um, you know, this teacher of the law, <clears throat> um, asked, um, like, how do I inherit eternal eternal life. Like that's how the conversation started essentially. Um, and Jesus replied, you know, what, what's written in the law? Like, how do you read it? His response was the great command, the great commandments, love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. That's not how that said it, but that's essentially what was said. Um, and, um, Jesus' response to him was, "Yeah, you've answered correctly. That that is it. That's this. Mm-hmm. That's the summation of of the great commandments. Um, is love God and love people. Um, and he said, "Well, do this, and and you'll live. Mm-hmm. And then you know." But he didn't say you have eternal life, to... and that's what the dude was after. He's like, "How do I have eternal life? How do I live forever? Like, how do I secure my future?" Jesus, and and Jesus just said, "Yeah, live that way." do that um yeah and then the lawyer like i was reading this that the the word is not that the lawyer just like asked another question but that he asked it in a way that was challenging to jesus and basically Mm -hmm. was trying to say like um do you really know what you're talking about you know like he's a lawyer he's like digging in digging his heels in and trying to get to whatever he wanted to get to um Maybe he was self-righteous, you know, of like, well, oh, yeah, I've done these things forever. I'm good. You know, I'm one of the special ones. Yeah. Well, and the other argument to it is, um, you know, because the, the guy's response back to justify himself was, and who is my neighbor? Um, like if we can, and we do this too, if we can um, um, 
make smaller the scope of what we call our neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's less people I have to love, right? In um, Old Testament, you know, we go back to this. These are, this isn't the first time these commandments have been spoken. Like, you know, to love your neighbor as yourself was it's a Deuteronomy commandment, um, and in that commandment, it's defined as your neighbor is fellow Jews. Um, so his response was, well, can I, can I get to fellow Jews and then also those that aren't sinner Jews and just good Jews. And those are the only ones I have to love. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jesus essentially turns the argument all upside down and says, no, your, your neighbors, even those that you hate, um, we have to love, you know, in terms of using the Samaritan as his example, cause he could use anyone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he could use a Gentile. Um, he could use, but he chose to use a Samaritan, which, you know, they had bad beef with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it's worth, so, you know, from a practical standpoint, I think it's worth evaluating in our own lives. Like where, where am I narrowing the focus of neighbor mm-hmm. so I can feel justified to not have to love, you know, all those that I come in contact with, um, well, and, you know, we covered how do we love people well and, you know, the the love others series. Um, you can find them on our website, but the, I don't know what it is, 21, I think through 30 something. Yeah. Uh, we work through first Corinthians 13. Um, but how do we love people? Well, and you know, this yeah. is, this is it. Like, yeah. um, we don't get to pick and choose who we're going to love. Jesus commands us as followers of him. Yeah. That we gotta love them all. Yeah. Um, as hard as that is. And I get it. It's hard. <laughs> like mm-hmm. there's plenty of people that man, do they require a lot of grace? Um, and a lot of me shutting my mouth cause I want to say something. Um, but you know, you, this is the life that Jesus called us to. And, you know, we believe this is the life that leads to full, um, experiences and joy in, in this life and, and, uh, foundational love that, that we all want. Yeah. Um, so this is why we do it. Um, but it's not an easy life to live. That's for sure. No, it's not. And it's not an easy life to live. And, and it's, man, like you were saying, like we got to view this as, as if we were one of the people in the crowd listening, not like we can't be too quick to put ourselves in, Oh, I'm the good Samaritan or I'm the, uh, I'm the priest or Levite or certainly not. I'm Jesus. You know, if you're going to put yourself somewhere, maybe put yourself in the lawyer's shoes of like kind of the self-righteous guy. Who's like, I've done all that. Like, yeah. uh, I know what I'm talking about. Who do you say our neighbor is Jesus? Cause um, cause I already know, you know, like, yeah. maybe put yourself there or, or just put yourself as one of the like general, uh, crowd and listening. But, um, man, it's interesting. I, so I've thought about the good Samaritan more in the last year of, of my life than ever. Um, and it's not cause I'm just like some super holy person who's always thinking about parables. Um, cause I'm not, uh, but at work, we, we've been like, we have a new kind of head of marketing, uh, which is the area I work in and we're at a large Christian nonprofit. Um, anyway, uh, we, he, this text has been very central to the culture that he's trying to create. Um, so talking about neighbor, like who, who is our neighbor? How do we serve our neighbor? How do we get to know our neighbors better, all of that. Like those are, those are something, that's something I hear like almost daily uh, at Compassion mm-hmm. right now. And it's kind of cool because it's like, you know, you look at it and it's not, how do I get my neighbor to do something? Um, because 
the guy in the story who's taking the Samaritan who's taking care of this guy who's hurt, this guy who's hurt had nothing to give the Samaritan. He had been robbed, <laughs> like money yeah. gone, animal gone, clothes probably gone, like just beat up, left for dead, nothing left. You know, there was there was no benefit. Um, There's only kind of a drain on the Samaritan, honestly, to to help this guy. But he saw him and he had compassion. He had pity, like you said, pity in action. Um, He didn't just walk past because he's like, no, you're made in the image of God. You're a living, breathing person. Therefore, you're worthy of me loving. Um, And like, that's a hard posture to take, man. There's a lot of problems we can see in this world and there's a lot of problems that are just really easy to say like somebody else can worry about that (laughs) somebody else can fix that i'm done talking to that guy i'm done pouring into this person or like i see how i could meet that need but dude my schedule is busy (laughs) my life is my plate is full like i don't know we can use our we can use our busyness and our um i don't know we can use the normal stuff in our life to make excuses for not loving our neighbors mm-hmm. well, just like mm-hmm. the Levite and the priest did of, Oh, mm-hmm. well, I don't want to be unclean. You know, it's like, dude, you already did your shift at the temple. It doesn't matter if you're unclean for a couple of days, you can get right before you go back to work. Um, they're like, yeah. Oh, I couldn't possibly, uh, I'm, I'm one of the high class. Um, you know, we do that same thing. And, uh, it's a heart check to be like, how would I actually go above and beyond and serve my neighbor um, out of love just because they're a person yeah. who needs to know the Lord. Yeah. I just had a conversation with someone recently and we were talking about community in general and how do you, how do you love those that are really difficult to love um, that um, maybe, you know, they turn everything in on about themselves when they're a part of the community. Every conversation ends up turning to them um, that they just uh, cannibalize all of your community's time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, how do you love those individuals well? And um, I, I think a big piece of it is there's individual demands and then there's corporate demands, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, here's this one individual that may be difficult to love and, you know, I want to be gracious to them and I want to show them uh, mercy and, and all those things um, because that's what I'd want in return. Um, but there's also this side of it of it's not my job to provide all of their needs. Right. Um, it's not my job to, to take on all of their burdens. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is our community's job to take on a lot of those burdens. Um, so when we start to spread that load around, you know, it's not just me anymore. It's 30 of us um, that are now going to invest in this individual. Like that burden becomes less and less. Or I should say that that burden becomes easier to handle as the individual. Yeah. I can still do my part. I can still yeah. invest in, in how I'm gifted. Um, but when we spread it out among 30 people and we're all doing those things, we're meeting needs that need to be met, having hard conversations that need to be had. Uh, but we're doing it across a, a community. And this is why the church is so important, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, this story is, is of the individual, but, um, you know, it could easily have been handled by a group of people, you know, yeah. If that Samaritan was able to call his other Samaritan buddies and say, hey, I got this guy that, that needs some help. I think this is what we should do. Um, he needs a place to stay. Um, I can only afford one night, but I, I think we should we should cover another. Can you guys help? Yeah. 
Um, yeah. right. Like that's, that's the types of things that can happen inside a community that, that we miss out on. And, um, it, it lessens the load on each of us individually and, mm-hmm. and one, the stress, right? Totally. Like if I feel I have to be the savior and fix everything, well, that's extremely stressful. I mean, Jesus isn't asking us for that. One, he's not asking us to be the savior. No. That's his job. Don't mm-hmm. take his job from him. Um, and two, like the church was designed with many body parts and many different yeah. roles and, and passions and gifts. And when we all live inside of those things, we live in a healthy fashion. Um, we embrace our, our gifts, uh, whether they're great gifts, you know, in the eyes of man or, or lesser gifts in the eyes of man, they're all extremely important in the mm-hmm. eyes of God. Um, they all play a, a, a role. Yeah. And I think that's the hardest piece to help people understand is it's not all up to you, but like if you don't have community around you, it's going to be all up to you. So yeah. this is why community is important. And yeah. Your church family is important yeah. um, that this is the type of thing. And not church family in the sense of the organization of the church. And, well, it's just the church's job now to uh, take care of all these people. I just let them know that this person needs something. You're like, nope, not yeah. the organization's job. It's the community's job. Mm-hmm. So you got to let the community know uh, and get your people activated to, to help in some way um, rather than to... Um, um, take it all on yourself or say it's too much so you don't take on any of it and just move on end up being the levi or the the priest Mm -hmm. Um, like it's easy to get to those places like we look at it like yeah we've all been there um i'm gonna give this guy 20 bucks because it's just easier than actually having to dive into his life and (laughs) i don't want to actually get to know him i'm just gonna give him some money and walk away (laughs) yeah yeah right like that happens all the time yeah and Um, and and then we come up with excuses right of why we don't get involved in people's lives Mm -hmm. um you know, it's, well, there's other organizations out there that do a much better job. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to give to those organizations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? But that's not, Jesus didn't ask you to give money. Like he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. He asked you to get involved in people's lives. Like relationship is the, is the currency of the spiritual world. Um, like this is what we're trying to invest into. And if we're not investing into relationship with people, and I'm not saying go find every homeless guy out there mm-hmm. and become his best friends. Like that's, that's a burden that you don't need to be carrying. Um, but there's gonna be people that you come across that come from different walks of life that look very differently from you and you don't understand, um, and you want to blame, um, that they're in the positions that they're in. Um, and that's not the posture because the, the Samaritan could have looked at the guy and said, dude, like, this is not the road you want to be going on by yourself. Like, this is on you, you moron. Um, like you got what you deserve. Hope you learn your lesson and you don't do this again. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, he sh- he saw compassion. He's you know had compassion for the man, and saw the man as who he is, someone that should be valued, um, someone that should be pursued, yeah. um, someone that you know Jesus cares deeply for, uh, and he got involved in his life relationally, right? Like he took care of the dude for a day um, before mm-hmm. you know having to move on to his next thing, yeah. um, and then made sure he was taken care of when he moved on to his next thing. Yeah. But like that's a lot of conversation in a day. I don't know about you, but. <laughs> Like sitting around with someone you don't know, you're like, oh, that sounds like a lot of work. Uh, yeah. But it probably was, and he got to know this guy. And, yeah. um, you know, probably to some extent, a relationship continued from here on out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, uh, two things. One, like I said, my wife just had a baby last week, and we've been blessed to be on the receiving end of community. Normally we're like the doers, you know? But we've been receiving meals. We, uh, my daughter had her first overnight at my in-laws. She actually stayed two nights. Uh, like, like the people have been caring for us. Um, family members, friends, 
like one person drove like 45 minutes, made us hot dinner, drove it 45 minutes here, dropped it off, stayed a few minutes and then drove all the way back home on like a Tuesday or Wednesday night, you know, like a, a work night or whatever. And we've been on the receiving end of like being loved uh, by community and it's awesome. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's, tumbling to say like yeah i needed that but the reality is like we have needed that we have needed help with meals um we have needed help because like there's just so much going on that we need a little extra care and you know there's like somebody could send a uber eats gift card and that's super cool but when somebody goes above and beyond and it's like hey i want to bring you dinner and then makes you an awesome homemade meal drives it an hour or close to it just to drop it off at your door with no expectation of you other than like, hey, love you guys. Here you go. See you later. You know, let's talk sometime. That's it. Like just feeling really loved and humbled by that. Like it is humbling to say like, hey, I need some help here. But when you're on the receiving end of it, it's also just a huge blessing. Um, And it's not I wouldn't expect one person to just step up and say, I'm going to make every meal for you guys for a week. I'm going to do all your laundry. I'm going to watch your two-year-old constantly. I'm going to, it's going to be like a bed and breakfast, you know? I wouldn't expect that. Mm. Um, But when it's spread out across people um, and it's people choosing to intentionally say, I'm going to be, I'm going to try to love my neighbor well today. uh, And I'm going to do one thing towards that. Like, it's meaningful, man. It's uh, it's not a small thing and it's not a small burden, but people have helped us shoulder it. And it's just awesome. So it's cool to be on the receiving end. And then secondly, uh, I don't know why, but uh, like a month ago or so, Jana and I started watching Survivor <laughs> uh, from season one because we never really Dang. watched it. And uh, it's all on Amazon, or a lot of it's on Amazon. Um, And we're basically like five seasons in at this point, um, finishing up. And we're probably going to immediately start season six. But I think that the more normal expectation in our culture is that we treat life kind of like Survivor um, and not like the Good Samaritan. That we kind of look around and say, well, who do I need to like cozy up to to get the next thing? Who do I need to, what's my strategic play in this relationship to get them promotion? What's my, um, what lever do I pull so that they can go and, and do the hard thing and I don't have to, I can sit back and lay on the beach, you know, while somebody else does the work. Like, I don't know. I think it's a decent analogy to kind of our cultural expectation of how to just treat other people as like, I'm just going to try to get things from them and kind of do as little as possible. And I think it was their culture too, which is why Jesus like totally flipped it. And he's like, no, like, uh, who is the neighbor? Like the good Samaritan now go, uh, and do the same. That's how he concludes his, his talk with the lawyer is not just like, that's the story. That's your answer. No, it's like, now, you know, your answer, go and do the same, (laughs) you know, it's, uh, it puts the responsibility right back on the listener, I guess, right back on us. Um, for sure. Yeah. Well, and this is like, because I, I know the other side of the argument is like, well, then I'm being too involved in too many people's lives. Um, yeah, maybe <laughs> it's a possibility, but like, is that really like, that's going to be the argument of why you don't get involved in it all. 
Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, you're not going to be able to get involved in everybody's lives. And this is why, you know, community matters is because hopefully your community can. Yeah. Um, hopefully the, the load of, of carrying one another's burdens is spread across a large community and it's not all up to you and required for you to take care of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll, you'll be okay. Uh, but oftentimes we use that as our excuse and we don't get involved at all. Yeah. Um, and if it's all about relationship and I'm trying to build relational collateral with people for the sake of them knowing Jesus better, um, then you have to get involved in the ugliness and the dirtiness of people's lives, just like they got to do in your life. That's the only way relationship works. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we easily find ourselves making more excuses than we should be yeah. in how we get involved in. Well, I have, you know, I have a two-year-old at home. I, I can't, you know, I can't get involved. I have too much going on. Yeah. You're like, nope, sorry. Mm-hmm. It's not an excuse. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Um, like you've still got to get involved or, you know, I'm not in a healthy place myself. I can't get involved in other people's lives. Right. I disagree. Hmm. I think you can. And not only that, I think it'd help with some of your health. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's because it's not all about you. I I think that's one of the cycles with, with mental issues. And I'm not saying mental. Not disparagingly. Just like, like, yeah, these ruts in our mind. Right. Yeah. These ruts in our lives. And yeah, I'm not healthy, so I can't help anybody. I like that idea. Um, I got, I'm dealing with these other things. Yeah. Yeah. Because you made life all about you. Of course you're going to keep dealing with these other things. Yeah. Um, Like that's the reality of it. You know, and when we start to take those excuses um, on, you know, ourselves, like a lot of it is selfishness. I'm sorry. I I know that's hard to hear, but it's like, well, I can't take on this. I'm just overwhelmed with life. Mm -hmm. Well, one life's not about you. So let's start there and deal with that. Um, Two life is about giving up of yourself. Um, Jesus said, you know, take up your cross daily, die to yourself and become more like me, right? Like there's, there's a process in that. Others, you know, it's Jesus is too distant from me. I can't get involved uh, in someone else's life. I have to be, well, work on that, <laughs> work on the relationship because uh, you're not spending time with Jesus. I don't know why you'd think it'd be any closer or letting circumstances of your life dictate whether or not you feel close to Jesus or not. That's, yeah. that's a slippery slope as well. Yeah. Uh, I think there's so many excuses that we use to not be who Jesus called us to be and to take on risk. Um, like Jesus is calling us to take on inside of community. Like, don't do these things by yourself. That's, that's stupid. That's yeah. um, just going to burn you out. But uh, inside community, this is a great place to, to dig in and, and love your neighbor as Jesus you know commanded you to love your neighbor um, as yourself. And let's be honest, we all love ourselves a lot. Yeah. Um, we love <laughs> ourselves too more than we probably agree to, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. we also hate ourselves almost as much as we love ourselves, which is a weird dynamic. Uh, but <laughs> it's also the reality <laughs> of it. Uh, so you got to deal with that stuff on top of it. But, um, uh, so yeah. dude, as you were talking, a thought struck me. I don't know if it was Holy Spirit inspired or not. Um, but in our culture, as you know, and as every listener, knows um like we're really really quick to burn people based on like beliefs like example there's this Mm. um there's this really popular just a couple weeks ago there's this really popular lady on instagram huge social media influencer and and she basically helps parents like she has a whole methodology of how to like parent your child well, how to do discipline, how to do sleep. Like she tries to help people. And there's like, you know, hundreds of thousands of people who 
feel like her advice has been incredibly helpful in their lives and in their mm-hmm. parenting. And um, it came out like two weeks ago that she had made a campaign donation to the, the Trump campaign. Um, and dude, she has been blacklisted. Uh, like all these other, my wife follows some of the people who, you know, are like in that bubble and are in that sphere. And they, they were really quick to like turn on this lady and be like, well, I denounced her. I can't believe that. Like there was this article I read that I wasn't even looking for it. It was just pop like featured on my Apple news. Um, one of my headline articles and it was basically saying like all these quotes, like I can't possibly listening to listen to parenting advice from someone who would support such an evil man and put kids in cages and all this stuff. Like believe what you will about all of that. But we are really fast right now to just say, I can't be associated with that person. Um, and we can read this story and think about Jewish culture and say like, well, how dare they think about race so much? And they say, you're only a half Jew, so you're on the outskirts, you Samaritan. Like we can we can look at that and be like, no, no, that's wrong. Like you can't do that based on race. But in America, we're really, really fast to say, wait, you don't believe the same politics I do? You're evil. <laughs> Wait, you yeah. you believe in spanking your child? You don't believe in spanking your child? You're evil. Um, you, I don't know, a hundred other things. Like, oh, you listen to that podcaster? You're evil. You, whatever. Like, there are a hundred reasons and more why we're really quick to say, that person's just evil and I can't associate with them. And even more than not associating with them, I can't listen to them. I can't take any of their thoughts because they're just evil because of politics, money, religion, whatever. Um, so I just, I think this problem, like this parable could be read through that lens and it's just a shot in the arm of like, man, if you voted for Trump and you hate Biden supporters, but you have a, a distant acquaintance who you know his marriage has fallen apart, um, but he voted for Biden and you haven't talked to him because of it, pick up the phone and call the guy. Um, that really doesn't matter who somebody voted for. Love people well. Love your neighbor well. And you don't have to go and fix their marriage. You don't have to go and be Jesus because you can't be Jesus. You can't be his savior. But you can do one thing. (laughs) You can do two things. You can help. Like you said, Josh, you can call. You can can make an effort to love somebody who's the opposite side of you on some other belief. Somebody who you're quick to cut out of your life. Same thing if they voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. We're not a Trump or Biden show. We're this Jesus Life podcast. So it's just relevant examples why we're talking politics often. Um, so we talked yeah. about supporting one of the two during the election, but we thought it'd be better <laughs> if we just kept our mouth shut. Yeah, our producer was super big into one, no, but we were true. like, dude, we can't do that. Um, <laughs> just kidding. That may um, be true, actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, We may have disagreed with our producer on that that's one. That's right. It's all good. <laughs> but anyway, man, I don't know. I just It just hit me, yeah. our cancel culture, and how it's like we could look at this Jewish culture and say, like, well, you guys were, that was terrible of you to, like, say you're a half Jew, a Samaritan, so you're the bottom of the culture. Yeah. We do the exact same thing. Yeah. It's just maybe not on race mm-hmm. uh, because times have changed a little. But mm-hmm. 
we have a cancel culture in the exact same way of saying you're on the outskirts of society because you believe mm-hmm. this thing. So we can all demonize you mm-hmm. and you deserve it and you're bad and evil and uh, you can't change. Yep. That's just who you are, you know? Yep. So, yeah. No, that's true. And that's not a not a place you want to be. That's for sure. Um, but also we get how you easily get there. We got to fight that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. going, especially going through the election stuff, man. Even now, as you're, yeah. you're, I read different things, because um, let's be honest, I went back to reading the news um, because it's <laughs> too hard not to. Uh, and there's things that piss you off and sure. things that frustrate you. You're like, I'm going to say something. Uh, and then you're like, nope, that's stupid. I'm not going to say a <laughs> word. Uh, doesn't change. Doesn't change my life that much. Yeah. Uh, and in all reality, Jesus is still Jesus. He's still on his throne and we're still good. Mm-hmm. Um, so no matter what happens, it really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to argue it. That's right. But yeah, I, I think hopefully that was helpful as, as we kind of dig into, dug into, you know, the Good Samaritan story. And, um, you know, we appreciate that you listen. Um, we appreciate you take the time, you know, out of your busy schedule to, um, you know, listen to maybe the things that we have to say. But, you know, like we said, you know, earlier, we yeah. do this because we want to help you foster a relationship with Jesus, um, not because of any other reason than that. Um, yeah. We think Jesus is the solution. Um, to all world's problems. We think Jesus' solution to all our personal problems. We think Jesus' way of life is the best way of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we choose to love him well and love others well, um, we're going to experience the full life that Jesus has, has promised us. Um, so we uh, we encourage you to dig into that relationship. We encourage you to dig into a conversation with Jesus. And don't make it all formal. Don't make it all weird. Just have a conversation with Jesus. told somebody last night, um, there's sometimes that all my prayer is, you know, to start the day is, Hey Jesus, just want to let you know, I love you today. Hmm. Um, and that's how I start my day. Nice. Um, not in some long prayer list or, you know, some matrix I've created to make sure that I hit all the right, right. um, you know, prayers for the day. And I've, you know, prayed for everyone I'm supposed to pray for, you know, those can be helpful, but those can also be a hindrance, um, cause conversation should be coming, you know, naturally uh, and not necessarily structurally um, as you walk with Jesus uh, more and more each day relationship is is formed Um, so thanks for listening Andrew good to see you my friend good to see you my friend thanks for listening to our show it really means a lot to us and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram. Or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.